please put your best hand clap together for God's servant, Brother Ivan Tate. Good, good evening. Not good morning. <laughs> Great. Y'all look good. So let's extend our hands to Pastor Daniel and his family. Lord, I thank you for Pastor Daniel and his family, God. I thank you for the anointings of love and graciousness, power, wisdom, understanding, the fear of God, the heart of a pastor. Bless, Lord, his wife and their children. They be on fire for you around the clock. And everything, God, that comes their way will turn into a blessing. Bless the church. Double the church. Like you did last time. Double it again, Father. Pay, pay the new building off before they start. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Give somebody a hug and say, this is the last night for you to pay me what you owe me. I can't, I gotta, I gotta have that money. I gotta have it. Beautiful night tonight. The presence of the Lord is beautiful. Love Jesus. Love Jesus. I walked into a hospital in Romania. It's a children's hospital. And I, uh, I asked the lady, I said, I'd, I'd like to visit any children that don't have anybody that visits them. We were building an orphanage, and uh, so she took me in this room, and I walked in there, and it took it just took my breath away. There's a little girl in the in the bed, and uh, she had no arms, no legs, no ears, no nose, burned from head to everything, and. I asked the nurse, I said, what, what, what happened? She said her, her mother tried to kill her by putting her in boiling water. Now, you got to understand that you have it really good. This little girl was smiling from just from side to side, just smiling, tears coming out of her eyes. I was the first person that had visited her. And until you and I see everybody like that, we're not going to really treat them right. I mean, every person you meet is your divine appointment. You're there for something, for a reason, for that person. They need you. They need you not to feel sorry for yourself. They need you not to be arrogant or proud. They need you not to be self-righteous or 
controlling or any of those kind of things. They need kindness and love and mercy and the fear of God. We already have had so much of the other kind of Christianity. And the world doesn't like us for it. We don't like ourselves for it. And we're ready to have some of the real thing. Praise the Lord. Shake someone's hand tonight and say, God loves you. Just like you are. Tell that person, God loves you just like you are. But because he loves me, he's going to change you. <laughs> Let's complete that. <laughs> Get our doctrine right real quick. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be great tonight. I'm so excited about it. We've had beautiful services. Every service on Sunday morning been just beautiful. The Holy Spirit's been so so rich every night and uh, we got a shipment in of of our product I'm sorry we didn't get a shipment in of our product we found a lost shipment from what three years ago (laughs) like three or four years ago and we have product out there and amazingly some of it is two of the things that we actually sold out of because my stuff didn't make it today. It's not going to apparently not make it till tomorrow. But because I didn't have this product and it's been lost out in the winds of time. I'm going to just sell this at half price. Sell all of them at half price. So this is normally 40, so 20. This is normally 40, so 20. And, and, and a, an extra thing, and I got to tell you, I cannot keep this in stock. It's my son's last worship CD called Vertical. And it is so beautiful. And I think I only have five of them. And I mean, it's the most beautiful. They, they, when the producer heard, heard this music from Nashville, he said, I'll sign you right now. I mean, this is powerful, beautiful music. And then, even rarer than this, which is worship music, uh, rarer than that is his, his hip-hop music that he's got, which, man, I'm telling you, you know, 30% of the people that buy his hip-hop music are over 50 years old. You got 50, 60-year-olds just, just boom, boom. I mean, they're just because they can understand the words. <laughs> they can understand the words. It's powerful. Uh, and then an unexpected thing, we also got the woman defined book, some of them, which were in that walking in the wind stuff. Uh, so those are here. And then this one I cannot keep in stock, either in hard copy or in this. And this is First Love. This is an amazing book, First Love Prayers. Ushers, could you get First Love Prayers, that book? Just bring it out. Let people just look at it. Open to any page and read it. This is so beautiful, First Love Prayers, and then Woman Defined. They're just great. But I'm going to give these away. 
So who's visiting? Who's visiting? All right. So if you're visiting here today, I want to give you something. All right. You're visiting, ma'am? Oh, great. So you pick because you're the first one. Would you like first love? Would you like? Yeah, you, that's a good one. Love fixes things. Okay. Are you visiting as well, ma'am? All right. So you get to pick. You got Woman Defined, First Love Prayers. You got the worship CD. Okay, you'll love that. You really will. Who else is visiting? Okay, you're visiting? Yep, yep. All right, pick your one. First Love Prayers and Woman Defined. That's beautiful. Just open it any page. Okay, I got two left. I got Becoming God Wealthy and Woman Defined. Mmm. Okay, pass that over to her. And afterwards, I'll, I'll give you a prophetic word inside the book afterwards, inside of whatever. So becoming God wealthy is not about money. It's about how to be rich in God, rich with God. How to have a rich soul, you know, just have, just, just have the wealth of God inside you. So I'm giving these away. That's awesome. You got both hands up, ma'am. I think go, I'll go ahead and give that to you. All right. All right. Go ahead and shake somebody's hand. Ask them one more time. Is that your original hair color? Wow. tonight for sure two things number one we're going to lay hands on every single person for impartation tonight and then and secondly I'm going to give a word to everybody just row by row not, not individually but like the whole first row you'll see uh, so if you were not here last night then let me just review a little bit so you can know what we're doing tonight. It, Christianity does not work without an intimate relationship with God. It is just like any other religion. It's rules, principles, ideas, concepts, philosophies, and things of that nature. You... For, for this to work, for you to have everything God promised you, that is dependent upon the intimate relationship you develop with God. It's the same as when you get married and you marry your wife or your husband and you realize after about a week or two that you're total opposites. <laughs> and somehow he kept that hidden from you the whole time you were dating. Or she kept it hidden from you. And then you realize, wait a second. She's a perfectionist. I'm a procrastinator. That's the perfect recipe for insanity. Because to the procrastinator, he promises to do everything and never does it. And the perfectionist is never happy with anything that is done. 
Insanity. And if you don't get Jesus in the middle of that, to help you have a tender heart and love each other and get along, you will devour one another. Literally devour one another. Especially if you've got a lot of ego and a lot of pride. And you'll be very unhappy. With Jesus and walking with God, if you don't learn how to have a relationship with God, you can be a believer. You can believe the Bible. You can get saved. You can say that you are a Christian. You can do all that. But you're not going to have the fruit that God promises you. Because for, for you, for this to work, the secret ingredient, the secret key is to have an intimate relationship with God. Very, God is a very personal God. He's very, very personal. He's not a far away kind of God. He's not an object to be worshipped. He is a person with emotions, with a mind, with feelings. He's the perfect person. He's capable of perfection because he is perfection. Therefore, he's capable of having a perfect relationship with every person on earth, no matter how weird they are. Because remember, the only person that can love you is a perfect person. Because how many people have already tried to love you? And have failed miserably. But they gave it a shot. But it just didn't work out. Jesus Christ is what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and when it becomes something else, we're going to lose we're going to lose the battle of life. You can't win unless you are having every need of yours satisfied by just your relationship with God. Not your husband satisfying you. Not your wife. Not your children. Jesus. Jesus is the only person that fits in the black hole that's in your soul. Your husband cannot fill that black hole. Neither can your wife. Neither can your children. No matter how much you love them. God made sure of it. Because God doesn't want us going to hell. So he knows that nothing can make us happy. Except for him. He's the only way to heaven. So you and I need to learn how to have a relationship with him. Praise the Lord. And you know here on earth you have all kinds of relationships with all kinds of people. You have carnal ones that are based on fleshly desires. You have soulish ones that are based on emotion. And then you have spiritual ones that are based on God. But with God, you have to learn this secret of relationship because everything else will fall apart. You can never be the husband you're supposed to be without God's help. He has to teach you because no, no man is naturally a good husband. Very few women are naturally good wives. 
a man who just comes home and walks in the door is not smart. <laughs> a wise man kneels at the door before he goes in. He's his father. What personality is she operating in today? Because if a man just goes in and doesn't ask for divine assistance, you need all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because a wife, women are God's perfect creation. Honestly, women are God's perfect creation, in my opinion. When God makes a woman, he didn't leave anything out. They're into sharing, caring, bonding, loving, honesty, and being clean. <laughs> and what does a man know of any of these things? <laughs> Am I telling the truth or not? How many lies does a man tell in one day? <laughs> you know, because a man, he'll walk in the door and he can't, he, he has to know. Oh, should I be Tarzan today? Because if you go, oh, and it's not the right day for that, you're going to get slapped upside the head. Because a man can be Tarzan every day of the year, forever, till the day he dies. And he doesn't care about communication, walking on the beach, intimate talks, bonding over food, bonding over dishes. <laughs> but a woman is not shallow. A woman is deep. That's why you can put five men in a car. They can take a five-hour road trip, have gas all the way there, and nobody's offended and nobody wants a divorce. <laughs> Man, you had gas the whole time we were driving. You almost killed me, dear father. But you put a godly woman in the mix, and it changes the chemistry of the entire car. <laughs> and if it's just you and your wife and you're having those issues, it's all over. <laughs> Am I making any sense? Because you come in, you get home, you get in there, and she wants you to be Tarzan. You chase her all over the house, screaming, yelling, and she lets you catch her, and hallelujah. But the next day, if you try that, you go, oh, I'm ready, let's go. What are you talking about, you animal? You never want to talk. You're just like an animal. We need to talk. I need to, I need to vent. I got things to say. I got to talk. We got to have a conversation. We got to talk. And I mean hours of it, I got to talk. And she needs you to be able to surf. 
on the waves of her language. Just served. Over here in that subject. Oh, another subject. Go on that one. That person. Oh, this person. Oh, childhood. Oh, marriage. Oh, the other. Oh, mother-in-law. Oh, mother. Oh, brothers. Oh. And you're sitting. And you got to look at her and touch her the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Because if you, if you look away. Pam. day you're ready to talk so you come in and you say let's talk tell me everything Pam, you always want me to tell you everything you never know anything on your own if you really love me you would know what's wrong with me you would be able to tell me because we would be one it's a jungle the jungle relationships without God's help it's all a bunch of bull we need the Holy Spirit we need the Holy Spirit and you need the Holy Spirit in your life with God because if you don't have it then you're going to misinterpret God You're going to think God is mean and cruel and kills people and takes people out of your life and murders your family and lets everybody die and kills people and and is horrible and mean and is not tolerant and isn't kind and is judgmental and is a tyrant and, and, and you will go to hell because you're totally deceived because you never took the time to take a walk with God. Spend time alone with him, searched for his face, sought his will, became emotionally connected with him. You never learn the secrets of tangibility, where God is invisible, but you can see him. He has no body, but you can feel him. He has no, no, no voice, but you can hear him. You can sense God with you. You feel his presence. You feel his arms wrapped around you when you're in pain or when you're hurting. Because this is about getting to know God. And your Christian life depends on it. Your happiness depends on it. Your marriage depends on it. Your finances depend on it. Your physical health depends on it. Your emotional health depends Your mental health depends on it. Jesus Christ is not like anybody else, ladies and gentlemen. There's no other God of any religion that claims to have risen from the dead. Nobody claims to be God. Nobody claims to be the Savior. Jesus is the only one. And Jesus is the only one that can do miracles and heal the sick and raise the dead. And he is different than everybody else. And we've got to get to know him because he is your father. He is your dad. He is your, he is your, your God. He is your master. He is your king. He is your friend. He is your, 
your healer, your deliverer. He is your everything. He is not like anybody else. And if you're not happy with God, there's only one reason for that. If you're not happy, it's because you don't have a relationship with God. It's not that you're not saved, but you don't have a relationship with God. I had a father, but I didn't have a relationship with him. He never spoke to me. He never touched me. He never said my name. He never looked at me in the eyes one time. My whole whole entire life that I knew him. And I hated his guts. You'll never get free from addictions. You'll never get free from bondages. You'll never get free from the bad habits of your life. Because I have learned one thing. Most of the reasons I don't commit sins is not because I'm holy. It's because I have a wife that whose heart I do not want to break. And I have children that I don't ever want to deliver bad, ugly news to them about their dad who is their hero. So you would have to take a gun and shoot me in the head before I would break their heart because I have an intimate relationship with my children and with my wife. Very intimate, very, very intimate. And they just caused me to feel their pain without them even telling me about it. And that is what's going to change. And that is what needs to change. If you and I are ever going to have a life that's worth living, if you're ever going to be content, if you're ever going to be satisfied, if you're ever not going to need alcohol and drugs and sex and all the other things, if you're ever going to need not need to fill that black hole with other things it's just not going to happen i'm telling you you're just not going to it's not going to happen it's just never going to happen without jesus it won't happen you'll you'll be a hypocrite you'll be a pretender you'll fake you'll hate church if you're a teenager you're only here till you're old enough to not have to come you're out of here because jesus isn't lord of your life he's not your savior you don't know him you're just here because you got a gun to your head Many adults go to church because they got a gun to their head. But when you find Jesus and and start some quality time, everything changes. You don't fall in love right away. Only, Only when you are a physically driven person do you fall in love at first sight. And if you have any brains whatsoever, you know that you can fall in love at first sight like 10 times a day. It's just got to be the right looking person. Ooh, I'm in love. Ooh, no. Ooh. And you're just like somebody led around by your nose. The victim of every beautiful woman or man in your life. And you're calling it all love and none of it is love. Because honestly, you don't really... Love doesn't really mean anything till you've been married for about 30 years. And if you still love each other after 30 years and that is your favorite person to be with and you know all the ugly things about them and all the smelly things about them and all the weird things about them, they've gained 100 pounds and they've done this and done that and you still adore them and they adore you, well, you got real love now. But this other stuff of all the good looking, 18 pack, 7 pack, 90 pack, everything tight, boom, 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 boom. Listen, they ain't doing that for you. 
You're just one of the ones they're doing it for. Oh, right. They're not doing that for you. They're just doing that for one of you. More that they want. They want, they want a woman for every pack. Say that? Because true love cannot be found without Jesus. He's the only one that has true love. Nobody else has true love. So you can't get true love. You can't just look at a person and say, that's the one for me. <laughs> you don't even know him. What are you saying? Are you crazy? They could be a, a serial killer that just happens to be good looking. You have to test. You know, if you're a single woman, you have to test when you're alone with a man, which a godly man would never be alone with you in the first place. And he certainly never put his hands on you. He would never touch you. A godly man would never touch you. My son got married at 28 years old, a virgin. And he's one of the most good-looking men you'll ever see in your life. He had, he had so many women after him his whole life. I was on a plane, and he was ministering with me. He was about 17. We got off the plane. Three college girls just came at him inviting him saying this we'll do that we'll do that he just looked at him and started ministering to him and got two of them saved and they got back on a plane and went home because they had just come to party and now he's got one of the most beautiful wives on earth who's also a virgin now if you're not a virgin I'm not saying you're bad or anything. You can just get your virginity back. You just need time with Jesus and he'll clean your heart out. And the losses of your soul will be restored. That's what Jesus can do. You can't do it. No man can do it. No woman can do it. Nobody can do it. Just Jesus can do it. Jesus is the one. We need a relationship with Jesus Christ. That means Mark 135. Jesus got up in the morning way before the sun came up and went and prayed for nine hours. Quality time. Everybody knows that if you do not spend time with your dad, you're not going to know him. If you don't spend time with your mom, you're not going to know her. You need quality time. Time alone. You need to take walks. You need to put music on in your house alone. Worship music. And you need to read the word, a translation that makes sense to you. And you need to be there and worship God and talk to God and begin to develop yourself and develop your relationship and talk to the Lord so he's not a stranger to you, so his voice is not a stranger. You need to be able to, to, be able to hear his voice clearly and know what he's saying and know what he's doing and, and bond with God. You have to have emotional bonding. You know you're not going to hurt your children because you love them and you certainly are not going to hurt your dog. Right. A cat is a different thing, but you know that you're not going to hurt your dog. Can we all agree on that? You're not going to hurt, I'm just kidding, your dog. Isn't that true? But you see how strange some of us are? We love dogs, but we don't like cats. Because I have this confidence in me that if I'm drowning, my dog will come in after me. If I'm drowning, my cat will go away from me, splattering and splashing. 
If I feed my dog, he thinks I'm God. If I feed my cat, he thinks he's God. Do you see the difference? Now, obviously, I'm kidding, but because if you have a cat, you you are a gifted person. Because I I finally have a cat. I have two cats now. Yeah. Because the Lord told me one day, He said, "You know, cats are wild animals." I, oh, well, I love wild animals. Let's have some wild animals. I had a little cat once, white, and I love that cat, honestly. And there were a lot of other cats, and I would throw them out, but not this cat because this cat acted just like a dog. And I took him to the vet because he was acting funny. And and the vet checked him out. He said, he only has half a brain. That's why he doesn't act like a cat. And I cried when I buried that little cat. That your only protection against everything is your ability to feel people's pain, and that doesn't come unless you walk with Jesus and love God. Because those little orphans that I have. 1500 that we take care of in Africa 120 in Guatemala those little orphans who've been molested since they were little children 3 4 5 years old sold into sex slavery by their own relatives or parents used up by the time they're 7 and 8 years old and they come we've got to be able to love them out of that pain we got to be able to love them into hope And you know how hard it is for a child to have hope when they have no rights to their own body and they have no rights to make a decision about themselves and it is their own relatives that are raping them and molesting them and then selling them for money their own mother stands there while the man goes in that room with that little child and molests that child for $30 And then that child is told by a stranger like me or a stranger by someone else God loves you. What are you talking about? This is a cannibalistic world and you live in a cannibalistic society. And if you don't learn this, you will be a victim till the day you die. You have one chance and that is you better give your life to Jesus. You better get born again. You better give your heart to God. You better turn to the Lord because it's going to get uglier and uglier and ugly. Don't think that it's going to get lighter because the Bible is real clear that gross darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people. But the glory of the Lord shall appear upon us and we shall shine brightly. But we're not going to shine brightly as hypocrites. We're not going to shine brightly as judgmental people. We're not going to shine brightly as fakes. We're not going to shine brightly as judgmental 
I'm better than you are, superior acting. Christians need to remember that we are foot washers, ladies and gentlemen. We are not the rulers of the earth. We are the foot washers. We are the servants. We take care of the leper. We take care of the orphan and the widow and the poor. We feed them. We give our money. We sell our houses to take care of them. We live in shacks if we have to. We give away all our clothes for them. We rescue them. We fill our homes with orphans till there's no room for us. They can sleep in our bed. They can have our clothes. They can eat our food. That's what we're supposed to be. You'll never do that because of the materialistic spirit that we're under because we don't have a relationship with God that would lead us out of it. When you're in a relationship with God, you're never going to scream and yell at your children. You're never going to raise your voice and certainly you would never cuss. How can you when you're in, in the grip of tender love and perfect goodness is swallowing up your soul? How could you ever be unkind to anybody? And when you know you should be in hell, I should be in hell. I should be in hell, ladies and gentlemen. I should be in hell. I was a wicked young man. I needed a savior. I was, I, I was a father by the time I was 17. I got my girlfriend pregnant. She was only 16 years old. They took that baby and, and gave it away. And I prayed to the Lord and just gave it. Ten years ago, I get a letter in the mail. It says, I am so-and-so, and I have been praying since I was six years old, looking out my window that God would bring you back to me. I am your daughter. <laughs> God unscrambles eggs. I had long hair, holes in my shirt, was full of the devil, chasing everything, living terribly. And God brings me that girl back. She got saved at an early age, raised by Christian people. Loves Jesus with all her heart. When she found out I was a preacher, she just wept. Only Jesus can do those kinds of things. And if you look down on people, you don't know God. You don't know God. You certainly don't have a relationship with the love of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm asking God to double the church. I'm asking God to double your finances. I'm asking God to heal your families. I'm asking Jesus to save your teenagers to deliver them from the demons that are chasing them every day, speaking to their minds, making them arrogant and superior, or making them depressed and condemned and suicidal. We need quality time. You need to have a relationship with God. And He needs to become real to you. I'm not going to get hardly to anything. 
I just hope you order this. I got the whole series. It's very powerful. But one thing, when you have quality time that you're going to need, found in Jude verse 20, building yourself up and praying in the Holy Ghost. You sharpen your inner man. God is invisible, so how do you have a relationship with somebody invisible? Right? Touch the person next to you. Do you feel anything? You feel something? Yeah, touch that person. Shake their hand. You feel something. Ming? I know it's Maylene, but I'm calling it Ming. I like Ming. So, you touch a person, you feel them. You give a person a hug. You feel something. There's a transfer. There's something connecting there. How are you going to feel that with God? You hear the voice of someone you love, and there's no voice like the voice of your wife or husband or children if you love them. If you love your children when they speak, even if they're in a crowd, you know it's them. You never would mistake the voice of any person you love. You can pick it out just like that because you're connected to that person. And if you can't feel that with God, there's something missing in your life. If you can't feel God wrap his arms around you, when you're lonely and heartbroken and betrayed, and when people don't treat you right, what are you going to do? Are you going to take medication? How much medication can you take in one lifetime? Are you going to hate everybody and get even with everybody and become a criminal and shoot people and kill people and murder people? Are you going to excommunicate the entire earth and be a loner like I was and live by yourself and talk to nobody and have no friends and have nothing to do. Are you going to become a, a, a con man or a con woman and believe that all men and all women are all deceivers and they're all liars and you better get yours first? Are you going to be a hard-hearted opportunist? Are you going to become a materialistic, money-driven fanatic that wants so much money so they don't have to answer to anyone about anything or will you go to the rock Amen. to the lamb of god Amen. who takes away the sins of the world who renews your spirit when you're cast down who lifts up your head when you're discouraged who gives you hope in hopeless situations who comforts you when you are broken hearted and hurting who is there for you when nobody believes in you, who believes in you when you don't believe in yourself, when you're ready to die like I was at 17, and I'm screaming and cussing at God and telling him, if you don't do something, I'm going to kill myself because I'm not going to live like this anymore. I will kill myself if you don't do something. I was saved within two weeks. God chased me down. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Because this happens. This is all I'm going to get to, I think, tonight. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What do you mean? The Bible says, Romans 8, 26 through 20, is very powerful. It says, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the one praying. That means you pray perfect prayers when the Holy Ghost does the praying for you. Because it's not you praying. God is praying for you to himself. 
Because the only prayers God can answer is perfect prayers. And the only person that can pray a perfect prayer is a perfect person. And the only perfect person is God. And the Holy Spirit knows how to pray to himself. So he gives you the prayers, formulates the prayer, sends them out because he loves you so much that he wants to answer all your prayers. So he gives you a prayer language so you don't even have to worry about that. He'll pray for you and you'll get all the answers you want all your life because you're not even doing the praying. God loves you so much. He'll pray for you. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit at 17. I was saved at 17. And then I went to my chemistry teacher, which was the only Christian I knew. And I said, how many girls do I get as, as this? He looked at me like you're looking at me. He said, you don't get any girls. I said, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. He said, yeah, you need the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you need to pray in tongues and have a prayer language. I said, what are you talking about? Tongues? And I got the Holy Spirit. And I had led 88 athletes to Jesus in three months. I started a whole church. Tower ministry. When I got out of high school, the church I was going, which is very little in another town, moved down and started a church from in that city. Do you understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there's a miracle in your mouth that God wants you to just let out so that things can happen that have never happened before? Praise the Lord. This is going to be a great night. Would you look at somebody and say, Hala, hala, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yes, praying in the Holy Ghost. Why do you need to do it? Because you have a body. How many of you have a body? How many of you have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions? And how many of you have a spirit, which is your conscience? your intuition and your communion that's part of your spirit and the part of you that talks with God and communicates with God without using words is your conscience intuition and communion the part of you that can feel God is your conscience intuition and communion there's a part of you that can sense God you can feel God you can taste God you can smell God and that's your spirit man and when you pray in the Holy Ghost you build him up you make him sharp you make him powerful you pray in the Holy Spirit it builds up your inner man and the, the, the thing the devil wants is for you not to get the Holy Ghost He wants you to think that people who speak in tongues are crazy and have lost their minds and run around and grab snakes and and look weird and everything else. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Anything that is of God is beautiful. Anything that is of God is beautiful. The devil is the deceiver. He must keep you away from what he knows God will give you that will defeat him. And he doesn't want you praying. In the Holy Spirit, He doesn't want you doing that. He doesn't want you flowing in the Holy Spirit. He wants you silenced in depression. Oh, 
heaviness, burden, and pain. He doesn't want you to be able to go to God and get on your knees and, oh, sate malatayoko, and get that broken off you. He doesn't want you to do that. Because he knows that once you're teenagers, they start praying like that, Satan's moving out of your house. Satan is packing his bags and he's moving out. Because I got my entire family saved, ladies and gentlemen, by praying in the Holy Ghost for five hours to six hours a day for three years. And I aimed it all at my mama. And I said, I said to the Lord, no matter what else happens, I got to have my mama in heaven, Lord. And that's all I'm going to pray for. It's five to six hours every day without missing a day. I came home, told her I found Jesus underneath a tree. She said, monkeys live in trees, not God. She didn't speak to me for three years. But I saw her every day. And I put my arms around her and just wept on her. And she let me just cry on her. She said, one day I came home to visit her. And she came out. She said, tell me about him. I said, mom, are you talking to me? She said, the only time I sleep is when you cry on me. I, this warm feeling comes over me and I slept for three nights the last time. I need what you have. And she got born again right on the spot. And then my family like dominoes, boom, 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 boom. God will give you your families, but you have to have a relationship with God where your motives are pure and you have no agendas. And all you care about is pleasing God and loving God and doing the will of God. And you're not doing anything for your own greed and your own selfishness and your own power and your own unkindness. But everything that you're doing is, is genuinely because you want to love people and help people and rescue people and bless people and nurture people and, and build people up and tell people that they're beautiful. All kinds of people of every relation and every creed and every problem they need to hear from us you are welcome here in this house in this building come here we will love you here whatever your problems are because if we don't do it then we're just misrepresenting God are you ready I'm out of time. I think you got the picture. Sing something, bro, one of those songs. Look at somebody right now and say, I need to enter in. I need to enter in to something divine. I need to enter into something beautiful. I need to enter into something glorious. But offer this heart. Are you taking your children into the Holy of Holies, ladies and gentlemen? Who is taking these teenagers over here into the Holy of Holies? Why do I see all kinds of stuff here? What is going on here? There's something missing right here. Who's taking these children into the Holy of Holies? Who's teaching these children that their best friend, till the day they die, is going to be Jesus? That he'll never lie to them or use them or abuse them or hurt them or betray them? Because if they don't have that, they're going to suffer all their life. They're going to believe lies and they'll pay for it because every sin demands a tax. And you all have already paid those taxes. What could I say? What could I say? Offer your heart to God, everybody. 
what, what can, can I, I do? of your life go right now. Let the anxiety go right now. Let the trouble, the fear and the stress, the, the nightmares that you dream, let them be broken. The lust, the pornography, let it be broken. Holy what Spirit. could I do? Save their children that are lost. 
in just drink in the mercy of God he'll forgive you for anything he'll wash and cleanse you he'll change your heart he'll give you power and strength not these religious worthless rituals techniques that we sincerely seeking God there is no power in hell that can stop you when you are genuinely in love with God when you genuinely love Jesus when you seek him and pursue him there is no way that he will not heal you and deliver you and break the darkness off your family and save your children that are the treasures of your life there is no way that anybody that you love will go to hell if you love Jesus. That God will chase them down. He will heal them and deliver them. And what could I do? Oh, Father. But offer this heart. Just sit there. Sit there and just pray in the Holy Spirit softly. Just pray in the Holy Spirit softly. Keep singing, brother. So what can I say? God is calling people tonight. And what could I God is drawing people tonight. God is reaching out to you. He's giving you a chance to make a difference in your future. doesn't want you to be abused and used and hurt and broken and wounded and lost. That's not who he is. He's not like that. My children all love Jesus. They're all ministers because I didn't raise them religiously. They've been out with orphans since they were tiny little children. They've been washing the feet of widows and lepers since they were children. That's all they've ever known. They've seen the dead raised. They've seen the blind eyes open. They've seen that. Their reality is different. It's not religion. This is about Jesus. This is about Jesus. Everybody just sit and close your eyes. calling you you can you can feel it you know heaven is real people are going to go to heaven some people will not go to heaven but you're in a, in a meeting today that's not a religious meeting it's a meeting with genuine people who want to 
please God and serve God and bless people and help people. You're going to die one day. And you don't know when that day will be. A pastor friend of mine lost his daughter last year, 29 years old. Another friend of mine lost his daughter, 17 years old. Another friend of mine lost his son, 16 years old. All pastors of huge churches that I speak in. Dear friends of mine, I've known these children since they were little. And they had a choice to get bitter or to trust God. They didn't expect this to happen. Death is a real thing. And there's no free will after the grave. I want you to close your eyes and listen to my words. If you are in this building and you are not 100% sure you're going to go to heaven. If you're in this building and you are not 100% positive that you are going to heaven when you die. If you have any doubt whatsoever that you would go to heaven, God is giving you a chance tonight to change that reality and to have peace in your heart about eternity. If you say, I want that, I want that peace. I want to have that peace in my heart. I want to have that in my life. I'm going to ask you to do something simple where you're sitting. If you say, I want that, I want you to lift your hand high enough for me to see. Then I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to ask God to give you that miracle. I see your hands going up everywhere. See your hands going up there and 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 there. I see your hands going up. You're saying, I don't, whatever it is I have, you're saying, whatever it is I have, it's not satisfying me. It's not completing me. I have so much of my life that's so broken and incomplete. Whatever it is you're talking about, I don't have that. And that's why you came to this service. I was not raised in a religious place. I've been doing this since I was 17 years old, 42 years. I wasn't trained by religious people. I just know one thing. Somebody's hurting and we have to help them. And that's it. Whoever it is, every color, every creed, good, bad, ugly. However, all of you that lifted your hands, I want you to stand right where you're at so I can pray for you. Stand quickly to your feet if you lifted your hands. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to we're going to make this right. We're going to make sure this is right. We're going to make sure that you are right with God and that you have peace with God and that you are right with God. Would you stretch your hands like this, like you did a minute ago? And would you do it with both of them? Do you know what this means? 
If somebody puts a gun to your back, this is what you do. You say, I surrender. I'm not going to resist. When your team wins the Super Bowl, if you had one, this is the sign of victory. That's why we lift our hands. It's not a religious thing. I would like all of you to, I'd like to ask you if I could have your permission to pray with you, to lead you in a prayer. If I do, would you wave your hand at me? May I do that? I won't embarrass you or make you say anything to anybody. I'd just like to pray for you. Would you step out of your seat quickly and walk right up here to me for just a minute? Let me pray for you. Just walk up. Come on. Come on up. Come on up. Get up here. What shall I say? Sing it, brother. What shall I say? Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up. What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God. Come on. Completely to you. And what could I say? Turn around this way. Turn around this way. Turn around this way. these people if you even if you know these people just stretch your hands out towards them as a blessing and I want you to think of this if this was your mother up here how would you feel this is somebody's mother up here if this was your father or your son or your daughter and they were taking a step out of the darkness crossing a bridge from one world to another from a world of demons where demons visit them in the night a world filled with vile and wicked people and they're crossing over into the care of a good shepherd that laid his life down on a cross for them individually that died and was murdered and beaten beyond human recognition that his heavenly father turned his face away from him and rejected him as he became the sins of all mankind as he took on his own body the punishment that we all deserve for the things we've done and will do the judgment he judged his son in their place so they could today be forgiven for everything they feel guilty about and ashamed about God put every disease known to man and that will ever be known on the body of Jesus Christ so the diseases could be healed he took all the pain of all the rape victims and all the molested victims and put it on Jesus and Jesus drank it he felt that pain of being molested, the pain of being raped, the pain of being murdered and abused like our little orphans. He took the wrath that God has against the evil that man has committed, all of Hitler's evil, murdering millions and millions of innocent people, burning them alive, 
women, men, children with no mercy. And the wrath of God that was poured out against, that would have been poured out against them. He took that wrath and poured it on Jesus Christ so that these people here could, instead of having that wrath, that judgment, that punishment, that sickness, that disease, that rejection could be loved and have the unconditional perfect love of God that they do not deserve and never will deserve that has been paid for and bought by the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that by His stripes they can be healed today and restored and forgiven. That kind of thing. Not the old religious, ridiculous. You that are up here, let me say to you these words. You know that some people you ask to forgive you will not do it. Some of you have already tried. They said, no, I'm not going to do it. Some will. But they never forget, just like you don't forget. God is different. When God forgives you, he erases it from his memory as if it never happened. You're not just forgiven. Your slate is erased as if it never happened. Anything you are, feel guilty about, anything you feel ashamed about, anything you've done that you wish you hadn't done, any decision you made you wish you had not made, all those decisions and all those consequences and all that guilt and all that anger and all that shame and all that rage is going to be gone in a minute as if it never existed and you never did it and you will be white like snow and completely clean with no rap sheet of any kind in your life. And some others of you ought to be up here. This is an opportunity. Because if you're out there and you're not sure you're going to go to heaven when you die, why are you not up here? Am I stupid? Am I not making sense? Do you not feel the Holy Spirit tugging at you? Don't be too proud to be blessed. There's seven more people that belong up here, and I'm going to wait for you for a second. I'm going to wait for you for one second. You know you should have come up here and you didn't do it. And I'm going to wait for you. Because if you are ashamed of God in front of people, he will be ashamed of you. Jesus will be ashamed of you in front of his father. But if you do what they have done, they came forward tonight. And Jesus says that if they do this, he will become their lawyer. And he will stand and talk to their father on judgment day. And they will be vindicated and cleared that they claim Jesus as their personal savior. And the answer and solution to their problem. And they will not go to hell. Now, I'm going to ask those of you that are still remaining that need to come up to get up right now out of your seat. I'm not even going to ask anybody to help you. I'm just going to ask you to get out. Let's see if you do it. Get up and walk up here and say, I should have done that. I should have gone up there. And I'm just going to wait for a little bit. Sing that song. So what could I see? Seven people. That's what I'm hearing. Let's see. Yeah.
as one. And what shall I do? That's two. That's three. But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. That's four. What shall I say? What shall I do? What shall they say? What shall they do? Where will they go from here? What will happen to them? To their lives. God's going to take them in his hands. And if they're willing to be formed like clay, he will give them the most beautiful husbands and wives and the most beautiful children and the most beautiful lives. And he will heal the brokenheartedness and the abuses, the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, the emotional abuse, and all the other things that have taken place in their life when they have been used like dirt and treated like trash, when they had no strength and they were innocent and little and they have the power to resist. I can feel it. I can feel it right here. I know what I'm talking about. I've done this a long time. I do this every day. And God is fixing people right now. He's healing them. That's five. I need two more people, and I don't know where you're at, and I don't know why you're not coming forward, but I'm asking you to get out and come up here and say, God, can you even take a person like me? Because the answer is yes. Pick one of these people. Stretch your hands out. Pick any of them. And let's all pray. Close your eyes and let's pray together. Say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me in the blood and cleanse and purify me. I want to be free. I want these chains broken. I don't want to live in any kind of cell or prison. I want to be free. I give you my life and all the problems of my life. And I ask you to cleanse and purify me. I accept your forgiveness and the new life you want to give me. Because you've forgiven me, I forgive everybody else. I forgive those that have abused me, tortured me, and betrayed me. I also forgive myself for all that I have allowed. I accept that I am forgiven. Therefore, I am not guilty. I am not guilty. And I have a new beginning in the name of Jesus. Now, ladies and gentlemen up here, where are you going to go when you die? Let's say it again. Where are you going to go when you die? Let's say it again. Where are you going to go when you die? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, can I present to you these men and women and children whose sins have been wiped away and washed? They're on their way to heaven. The devil is a liar. The devil is defeated. And they are going to go to heaven and God is going to bless them. They have been forgiven and blessed and loved by God Almighty.
Now, God bless you. Go sit down. Give the Lord a hand, everybody. Give the Lord a hand, everybody. Praise Jesus. Come on, everybody. Praise God. Praise God. Be seated for a minute. Let me have row one stand up. Everybody in row one. Everybody in the first row, all the way across. Here's the word of the Lord for you. Very powerful. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 5. You will never be alone. Evil won't come close to you. Plagues will not touch your body. You will dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You will abide under His shadow. Isaiah 54, 17. All the weapons Satan will ever create to destroy you will be completely powerless against you. And you shall live protected all the days of your life. Let me have everybody in the second row all the way across. The word of the Lord for you is this. You've seen your last poor days. You will not be poor. You will not lack money. You will not lack love. You will not lack joy. You will not lack family. You will not lack comfort. You will not lack truth. God is going to be with you. Psalm 23. The Lord will be your shepherd. You shall not want. He will be the one that leads you to green pastures and still waters. Even though you walk in the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil. The Lord will anoint your head with oil. It'll run over. He's preparing a feast right in the middle of your enemies. Goodness and mercy will follow you till the day you die. Praise the Lord. Give me the third row. Everybody extend your hands towards everybody that's standing up. And in just a minute, whoever stays, I'm going to lay hands on everybody. It won't take long. I'm just going to, I want to anoint you and believe God. Is that okay? John 14, 21. Because you love the Lord and obey his word, the Lord will come to you and fellowship with you and put himself on display for you. You're going to see God. You're going to know God. You're going to walk with God. And the problems you're facing right now are about to get answered. That's your word from the Lord. Give me the next row. The Lord has given you divine health beginning right now. Isaiah 53, 5. He is the one that has carried your sickness, your pains, and your wounds. And you will have health till the day you die. Today the Lord becomes your personal doctor on 24-hour call till the day you die. And because of that health, you will have the gift of healing. Everybody in that row, praise the Lord. Let me get, get everybody in the next row. 
The Lord is bringing you to a time of supernatural rest. You will accomplish more with less effort. You will see the harvests of God in your life for every prayer that you offer up. God will not leave you without giving you the harvest of your prayers. The word of the Lord does not work unless people believe it. 2 Kings 20 and verse 5. My sons and daughters, I have seen your tears and I have heard your prayers. And I will now answer you in the joy of your heart. Praise the Lord. Let's have the next roll. Everybody extend your hands to them right now. This will be the year, Proverbs 6, verse 30 and 31, where every thief is caught and God returns to you a lifetime of stolen blessings. Seven times what the devil stole will be given back, back to you in the name of Jesus. Let me have the next roll. say thank you God for his wonderfulness and we say God is amazing this is about your future Jeremiah 29 11 I know the plans that I have for you and the plans that Satan planned for you God is taking those plans and throwing them out the window and he says I'm replacing those plans with my plan and my plans are good plans of welfare and prosperity and blessing. Romans 8:28. God will work everything together that you've been going through in your life. Even the things you don't have answers for, you have questions more than answers. God says, I'll work it all out because you love me and are called according to my purpose. I'll make sure that everything falls in place. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths let me have this role right here the holy spirit is telling me to tell you that everybody you pray for who is addicted to anything in your family will get delivered that anybody that's addicted to any kind of chemical or medications or things that are not of god those will be broken that you yourselves will not be addicted to any medications or chemicals or any area of your life will be addicted you will have no chains on your arms no chains around your neck no chains in your heart no change in your soul no change in your spirit and you will run literally all your life you will run to God and serve him in freedom and in liberty because that is the blessing of the Lord Stand up, everybody here. Stretch your hands out. This is the word of the Lord. You will never be a stranger to God again. This time when you pray, answers will come right away. Solutions will come right away. Breakthrough will come right away. Satan has ministered to your families for generations. 400 years of generational curses are now being broken off all of you in the name of Jesus. Every curse is broken and shattered to four generations and you will now experience the blessings. You got to hear what I'm going to tell you. Woo, the Holy Ghost is talking to me about something right now. Oh my God. Everybody say, I receive this for myself. When the children of Israel left Egypt, 
It says that they plundered the, the Egyptians and they went into the houses and got the jewels and the diamonds and the heirlooms and the gold and the silver and the wealth. They had not been paid for 430 years. Listen to my word. They had not been paid for 430 years because they were slaves with no salary and no right. Anybody could kill them that owned them and they didn't have to answer to anybody for killing those slaves. They were their property. And God is telling me the slavery is over. Listen to me, not only for your generation, but for the ones that will come after you. And here's what you got to understand. When they left Egypt, they left with $60 billion worth of wealth. And today, 73% of the wealth on earth is controlled by Jewish people because that wealth is still in operation today. And God is going to give you back 400 years of blessing that your mama and daddy and granddaddy should have had. Woo! Everybody say, I received that for myself. Glory to God. Man, that's a great word. Woo! That is a great word. Everybody say, that is a great word. That is a great word. Woo! 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 That is a great word. Man. Wow. That is a great word. Let's have this row right here. Habakkuk is chapter 3 and Haggai chapter 3 and Hosea chapter 2 these are powerful it says you your feet when you walk with God will be like the feet of a deer that everywhere you walk that's difficult will become easy so that your lives wherever they're difficult they're about to become easy Job 29 6 says I will put butter on the path you must walk And I will tell the rock to pour out oil upon you. And you will have rivers of healing oil upon you. That never again will you be broken hearted. Never again will you walk among scorpions and serpents and snakes. And that your home life will be beautiful and peaceful. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Isaiah 26, 12, 13 and 14. Listen to this word. The tyrants that have been in your family and life, I am now driving them out. They will become like smoke driven away by the wind. The very memory of them shall disappear from your mind and you shall not remember any of the painful memories of your past. You shall only remember that the joy of the Lord is ahead of you and will lead you and guide you for the rest of your life. Praise God. Let's get this roll right here. Everybody say glory to God. I received that for myself. Oh man, I got a great word for you. Oh my gosh. Everybody say I received this for myself. Your seven years of drought is now over. Glory to God. Woo! Everybody say the drought is over, baby. Say that. That is a good word. The drought is over. Glory to God. What a word. Let me have this row right here. Praise God. And everybody else that's up there. Look at them. So here's your word for everybody left. Everybody just look at me and say, I receive it, Brother Ivan. You ready for this? Everything I told everybody else is yours. Glory to God. Everybody say, praise you, Jesus. I received that for myself. Oh, gosh, I love that. Praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord a little bit. Come on, praise the Lord a little bit. What a great week. What a great week. Woo! My God. Praise God. 
Put up my pictures. Put up my pictures one last time, would you? Just have a seat for a second. I'll let you go. Oh, prisoners. Don't forget them. We got them from the woods. Seven days later, that's them. Found out there 17 children in that family. 11 of them died out there in the woods with no name, no recollection, no marked graves. And we got the last five. Keep going, brother. Give me some more pictures. Little Victor is now healthy, and that's how he was when we got him. Three years old right there from the malnutrition clinic. He's now plump and walking for the first time in his life. Praise the Lord. I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. If there were no orphans in the world, I just don't know what I'd do. They're the literal joy of my entire life, the life of my wife and all my children. And the widows, it's beautiful. These little old ladies with their hands all twisted and limbs all twisted. And You know, I'm walking into a little place and there's a, 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 a corn stalks with trash bags and there's a little old lady in there. And she, she looks at me and she says, Jesus sent you. What? I was praying because I have no food. And I said, God, I need food. I said, well, I brought you food for the rest of your life. I'm going to build you a new house. And I built her a brand new house. And she lived in dirt. I built her a block house with three rooms in it. She has food, all her medical care is for free, and we've done it for widow after widow after widow after widow. I'm not boasting about it. I'm just telling you that this is why you're alive. You're not alive for these other things. You're alive for that kind of thing. You're alive for orphans and widows and the poor, and for building the local church in this city, for making your church a powerful church, a city of healing, a hospital, a refuge, not for religious behavior, but a place full of people of hope and love and genuineness and authenticity and no lying and no faking and no pretending and no manipulating and no controlling and no insanity and ridiculousness. The genuine goodness of God poured out. Praise the Lord. Would you get the app, Ivan Tate, on the App Store? Just go to the App Store and you can look up Ivan, T-A-I-T, download it. Everything I have on there, message after message is free. I do it every week and they're just free. It tells you everything else we're doing, connects you to all our missions trips every month. We take trips around the world every month. You can come. But if you're not helping us with the orphans, think about giving 30 cents a day. It's $10 a month. Anybody can afford that. If you're rich, give a dollar a day. If you don't think I'm worth it, don't give me nothing. But at least come to the orphanage once. Judge for yourself. Meet the children yourself. Praise the Lord.
So I, I just thank you so much for everything you've done this week, all the offerings that you've given to our ministry. And remember, we're not about being religious. We need money. So just understand, we need money. I have a hundred and something employees. We need money. I have orphans all over. God has blessed us. We're building a ministry house for pastors to come and take a break. Pastor's going to come with his family. It's all paid for. I'm paying for the whole thing. I'm going to fly him down. Just to finish that 4,000 square feet building, five star, was $400,000. In, in February, one man came and he saw it. It touched his heart. And he said, I'll pay for the whole thing. And it'll be finished next month. 400000 just like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because for orphans and widows, God will pull out his checkbook. Because he wants to rescue orphans and widows and take care of men of God and women of God and give them rest and give them a place around orphans and around widows when they can walk around and, and take a break, but at the same time be around these children who need so much love, ladies and gentlemen. And any of you young people that want to come to the orphanage and serve there as interns, please look on our website. We have nine there right now. All you have to do is, is not be crazy. Come and serve for a year, two years, three years. We have some that are served up to five years already. We have one girl that started at 16. Praise the Lord. That's all I got to say. Pastor, thank you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Let's go ahead and give ushers. Would you help us, please? If you're online, you can use the, uh, the directions there on the website, kcalaska.com. It'll direct you to be able to give if you're on, watching on the web stream right now. If you want to give using the, uh, the church app there, you just text to the number 77977. Text KC Wasil. It'll send you directions on how to download the app to be able to participate in doing that. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen. Pray, ask the Lord what you should do. Let's bless. What a powerful series of meetings we have had. My goodness. We talked, we already set it up for next year. We said, dude, you got to come back, man. Amen. Appreciate our youth being with us. And some of them had to slip out because we bring them in on vans and a little bit over our time. So we turn them to keep our word. Those vans took off and so they've left. But thank you, Pastor Alex, for having your crew down here with us tonight. Amen. The measure of a good offering is everybody does something. Everybody obeys God, whatever that is. If he says no, then don't give. If he says to do it, I mean, he just do something. Believe God. Let him, let him speak to you. Amen. Ushers, would you come? Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and put these buckets up front again. And
encourage you just to come here in just a moment as soon as Pastor Alex sings. You got to sing that next verse, though. The I stand part. <laughs> here, we'll make these symmetrical. There we go. Praise God. We don't want to have anybody get upset. Come on, stand up on your feet. If you're ready. If you're ready, say aye. If you're not ready, say nay. All right, I'm sorry. Take your time. Take your time. It's fine. Let me say this. I know we've got folks visiting from other churches, and I'm so blessed that you came tonight. Hope that you got encouraged and strengthened in your faith. And it's our sincere prayer that you'd return back to your uh, place of committed worship where you're in covenant and serving God and getting fed. And you go bless. You go serve. You go get involved. You go be a part of prayer and lift up the hands of your pastor and the spirit and just go for it. We're blessed to be able to have you visiting us today. We really are. We love the body of Christ. But I'm mindful also that there are some here that don't have a home church. And let me just tell you, you need a home church. Even if you don't have one, lots of wonderful churches, including this one. And we would love to have you become part of the family here of KC. And so if you don't have a home church, you come. You make this place your home. We'll love on you, teach you, equip you, train you for the ministry, and get you launching, flowing, going, and God, living your dreams. Amen. We'll love you. Got a wonderful church family here. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the ministry of Ivan Tate and for his entire family and what matters ministries and the orphanages in Africa and in Guatemala. And we pray that you would use this offering and that which has already been so generously given over this past week and that you would multiply it even a hundredfold. Lord, it would go far-reaching, Lord. Even the, the, the effects of the gifts and the offerings right now would be far-reaching even to eternity. Lord, to reach hundreds and hundreds, even thousands of orphans, new houses built, and your kingdom expanded, people saved, people delivered, people encouraged. Lord, thank you that we can give, Lord, of that which you've given to us right now and even receive part of the inheritance and the reward that he will receive Lord, when he enters into his reward, Lord, we'll have a partnership in that. God, thank you that maybe we can't go to Guatemala or Africa, but you've placed us here at this time and this season, but we can partner with him, Lord, to see orphans touched there and even around the world. So God, bless this offering, I pray. Bless this ministry, I ask, and bless those who are so generously given, Lord, even all this week and now, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on. So what could I say? Come on, just come right up to the front.
Father, thank you for what you've done. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them. And give them peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Don't miss Sunday morning. Got a special guest, Austin Jones, going to be with us. Flows and miracles. Going to be preaching Sunday morning, Sunday night. Going to be powerful. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Praise the Lord.